For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. And good morning. Welcome into the program. Better late than never. And uh, thanks to Edwin, the Uber driver, who saved me this morning when I went out to the car and had a dead battery. Knew something was up when I turned the key. See, I don't have a fancy car. I have a 2011. So I don't have all the fancy uh, auto start. And I don't have one of the alarm things where you press it on your on your uh, keys and get it open. I have, uh, I can turn the key in the door. And if I turn it one way, it locks all the doors. And if I turn it the other way and hold it, it, it unlocks the doors. And when I went to unlock the doors, because I was going to put some laundry in the back seat, didn't, didn't undo that. Didn't undo that back door. I said, oh, did this, did this feature finally die? Because over the years, it's gotten a little bit harder to press the button on the door lock and make them all lock. So I was like, it's probably going to go eventually. And I was like, ah, it's today the day it went. So I reached in, opened up the door, went to go turn the key, nothing. Apparently I'd left the light on all night long, got home at like 5.30. Actually, I think it was even earlier than that. Left the light on and had been on all that time, completely drained the battery. So immediately jump on the Geico app, figure I'll just get a jump. Can't take that long. Well, it could take that long. They were predicting they wouldn't get there till 7 11. And I was like, well, that's a little bit too late for me. Let me see if I can call an Uber. And Edwin, the Uber driver, was there within three minutes. Totally saved me. So it's amazing how much that um, ride shares have become part of our everyday life. I don't know if you've ever used one. Some people don't. Some people insist on keeping with traditional cabs, and that's fine. But the. Uber saved me when I needed to make money, and it certainly saved me on a number of occasions when I needed a ride. So thank you to Edwin for getting there quickly today and getting me over here pretty quickly. I hope you're still around when I have to now get a ride home later and then call Geico to come and jump the car. You would think by now I'd be smart enough, and it's funny because over the weekend, all the Black Friday sales... There was a jump kit for sale, you know, like one of those portable booster packs that you can use to jump your car. And it was on sale. It was like 40 bucks. And I said, you know, I haven't had one of those in a, in a couple of years. I had one that just stopped taking a charge and I didn't replace it because I had the Geico and the roadside assistance built in with my insurance. And I said, eh, do I really need that? And then I haven't needed a jump. Now that I do, I'm like, oh, Maybe I do need one. So 
I don't think there's any of those sales going on, but it'll be worth the investment. Anyway, good morning. Uh, I hope that your day is starting off better than mine. We are going to be following that story out of Wareham, which was, I was getting a bunch of messages from people last night as I was, I was at the supermarket shopping when I left here in the afternoon. And I was getting a bunch of messages from people saying, there's something going on in Swift's Beach, the Swift's Beach portion of Wareham, which is miles away from where this uh, fatal shooting occurred. And, well, I guess it was like in the Swift's Beach um, Cranberry, uh, uh, Route 6 area. And I was being told that there was a number of uh, police and fire trucks down in that area. So I said, well, it's probably probably a fire. And... I'll find out as much as I can, but it doesn't seem like it's anything too, you know, I, I don't hear anything blowing up on the, uh, on the uh, scanner site that the Wareham channels are, are found on. I don't hear anything, see anything going on on Twitter or X or whatever. And so I'm sure that it's, you know, hopefully nothing too serious. And then the, one of the same people that was messaging me this information said, there's also something else going on on Main Street near Pierceville Road. And I said, well, that's far away. That can't be connected. That's not quite the other side of town, but you've got a lot of miles in between, a couple of miles in between. So I said, it's, it's got to be something unrelated to that. And so by the time I was able to sit down in front of a computer and open it up to start trying to reach out to people and find out what was going on. The Wareham police put out a press release warning people that something had gone on, that there was an active crime scene and that they were shutting down through traffic on Main Street in that area. And I was, you know, immediately zeroed in on the fact that it said all further questions should be directed to the D Plymouth County DA's office because usually when that happens, it means someone has died. It could be a fatal crash. It could be um, an overdose death. There's a lot of different things that it could be, but when it says that, you know, you have to wait for the DA's office or contact the DA's office, you know that it's something serious and something that probably resulted in death because once there is a death investigation, the DA's office is the one that makes all further announcements. So I tried to call the DA's office uh, and didn't get through, but then within a minute of me trying to call the DA's office, Twitter account was updated with a little bit more information saying that it was a fatal shooting. And that's all the information we were able to get last night. There was not a name of the victim released. The circumstances or the sus suspected circumstances were not released. So we don't know if this was someone else shooting a person. We don't know if this was um, something that happened self-inflicted. We don't know if it's something that happened accidentally. What I can tell you is that there was another news outlet, and I want to give them credit, but I can't remember which one it was. I think it might have been Channel 10. Someone had some video footage from the scene, and the Wareham Week newspaper website 
had an aerial photo that they had cropped out because apparently the victim's body had been on the deck outside the house. So they had cropped out the deck so that obviously, you know, you're not going to put that in the photo that you're publishing. So, but that doesn't give us any more indication as to what actually happened. So hopefully we'll get some updates on that from the DA's office at some point today. We will update our story at WBSM.com and on the app when we have more information. But just a tragic situation either way. And certainly, you know, you, I, I hate to speculate. You never want to speculate in matters like this. But if it was something that was, you know, self-inflicted, you just got to think, wow, it's the, it's the holidays. And what was someone going through? And if it wasn't, you know, who knows what the situation could be. But some of the language that you zero in on when you get to know these things are statements like, you know, there's no immediate threat to the public. It was not believed to be a random act of violence. These are some of the statements that were made from the DA's office and the Wareham police. So you don't know if that means they have a suspect in custody. I would think that they would announce that. Obviously, the important thing is to notify next of kin before they notify the media of any details. So I'm sure we'll hear enough. I'm sure we'll hear more soon enough. All right. I am going to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. And it is time now to go into the newsroom and get all the top stories of the day from Ariel Dorsey. Israel and Hamas are agreeing to ceasefire for another two days. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters Hamas has agreed to release another 20 hostages over that time. Kirby said he believes less than 10 Americans are still being held by the militant group. The White House is calling for a longer pause to allow the release of all hostages. Former President Jimmy Carter is planning to attend the memorial service for his wife Tuesday, despite being in hospice care. President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will also be attending the service. Carter passed away at the age of 96 earlier this month. Around 100 million people on the East Coast are set to face freezing temperatures as a cold front hits the region Tuesday night into Wednesday. The National Weather Service says high temperatures are expected to be as much as 20 degrees below average in parts of the Midwest, Great Lakes, and Ohio Valley, as well as areas of the East Coast. Parts of Texas and Florida are expected to be colder as well. A Southwest Airlines passenger is being evaluated at a hospital after exiting through a plane's emergency exit hatch at a Louisiana airport over the weekend. It happened on the Skyway while the plane wasn't moving at Louis Armstrong New Orleans International Airport. Officials said the man climbed onto the plane's wing before being caught on the tarmac. The Los Angeles Times is taking the city of Los Angeles to court. The newspaper filed a petition in order to obtain records of sexual harassment and other alleged misconduct by members of the Los Angeles Fire Department. The paper claims the city is wrongfully upholding public information that should be freely available under the California Public Records Act. 
R&B singer Jean Knight has died at the age of 80. The New, or- the New Orleans singer is best known for her 1971 hit single, Mr. Big Stuff, which remained on the Billboard's R&B charts for 16 weeks. The hit sold over a million copies and earned Knight the only Grammy Award nomination of her career in 1972. Her family confirmed Knight passed away last week in a brief statement to the Stax Museum of American Soul Music. In sports, the Celtics could be without a couple of starters. Center Chris Stapps Pozingis is out with the left calf strain, and guard Drew Holiday is questionable with a right ankle sprain. The Seas are hoping to earn another in-season tournament victory when they host the Chicago Bulls tonight at TD Garden. Bill Belichick has no time for any reports about his future. On Monday, the Patriots head coach would not entertain any questions regarding a report from ESPN that Belichick already has his next destination decided. New England will be hosting the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. And the Blue Jackets delivered the Bruins their third straight loss after earning a 5-2 victory at Nationwide Arena. Matt Portress Porches and Johnny Beecher each scored for the Bees. Jeremy Swayman stopped 17 of the 19 shots he faced before leaving the game, and Linus Ilmark made 18 saves on 20 shots. On Thursday night, Boston will host the San Jose Sharks at TD Garden. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Dry and chilly start to your Tuesday morning with temperatures feeling in the mid-20s. Scattered snow showers this morning, not expecting accumulations. So don't be surprised if you do see some flurries out there. The temperature will be feeling in the mid to upper 20s, low 30s. The actual temperature will be in the upper 30s with partial sunshine overnight tonight. Dry and then once again, we do it all over again. Wind chill values in the t- in the morning. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. song from Everclear that sampled Gene Knight's Mr. Big Stuff and and it's funny because that was actually, I remember that song having a little bit of a comeback uh, around that time. You know, there was also that late, mid mid, I don't know, like 1994 or so, there was like a little bit of a disco revival. Kids started wearing bell bottoms again. All of that stuff. So, I also got a, a Message from our friend over at Southeastern Mass Alerts at Metro underscore notify on Twitter. And uh, he says they did give a suspect description on a bolo for Wareham. And he says that uh, he hasn't heard about a suspect in custody yet. So there is a suspect in that shooting. So at least we know now, or at least from the reports, uh, the scanner reports, 
that um, Southeastern Mass Alerts was able to catch is that there was there was a suspect in that. So, all right, we'll let you know when we know more about it. Now, let's go to the phones. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. What's going on, Tim? How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I got to say, out of all the hosts, you have the best music, no matter what. I like to stick to, like, 80s and 90s if I can. Sometimes I'll venture a little bit further back. Yeah, I, I really prefer, like, the 90s alternative rock, the all, the all rock from the 90s. That that was my genre, 95.5 BRU and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. our, our, yeah. our market president here, Mark Stakowski, used to run WBRU, so... We've, really? Yeah, yeah. We've got a we've got so a direct thread to, to BRU. So he's the one I can yell at for selling it off. <laughs> he was already gone by then. Uh, uh, dude, the first month when they after they sold it off, I kept put, it was still on my presets, and I was still popping in. And I was like, and I just see, I just hear all the gospel music. I'm like, this. Oh God, what? <laughs> it is what not is the this? same as it was back in the day. I used to tune in every more uh, every afternoon for the retro lunch. Yep. And uh, and I always was trying to win stuff from there, and it's just every time you won something from them and you had to go pick it up, it was such a pain because it was so hard to like get there and park and get in there and get something. Right, right, yeah, because it was over by Brown, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I I think the best thing I ever won from there was uh, my girlfriend at the time and I. Well, she eventually became my wife, and uh, but isn't any longer. But uh, we we won tickets to go see Tori Amos at the who was our absolute favorite at the PPAC, and there was a meet and greet involved. All I had to do to win them was sing the "Welcome Back, Cotter" theme on the radio. No way, that's funny. What was the what was the um, venue that they always used to give tickets toward? It wasn't a peepack though. Um, well, they used to do like the shows like at like a club. They used to do a lot of shows at the Strand, a lot of shows at Lupo's. Yeah. Yes, those two. Yeah, the Strand and Lupo's. That was all all the time. Which I think they Lupo's is still around. I'm not sure about the Strand. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're you're. Uh, your playlist is significant. One significantly better than Barry's. Barry's, I'm just, <laughs> I'm like that. That's just horrendous. I tease him and it's call like, him AM Gold, Barry Richard. Yeah, that's it. I mean, just like he's, he's actually got the record player in the radio. It's just really, really like old, old. And you know what? He is the oldest on the radio in the south end in, uh, in southeastern Mass. He literally plays the same playlist as Bill Paleologus. Yeah, I mean, they they they, they play what they like. That's that's what people do. People yeah. play what they like. <laughs> um, but actually, the the real reason why I called, I'm going to preface this before I even get to the question. So, climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that climate change is a real event. I believe that is it. It's accelerated and amplified by human action, but. I believe it's a natural occurrence. Climate change is a natural occurrence where it's been exaggerated by, by the last hundred and some odd years of, of human activity. But with that said, if it is as imminent a threat and as rapidly uh, accelerating as, as many are saying, why are some of your largest banks and property, uh, well, banks issuing mortgages for properties, 30-year mortgages on beachfront properties? And why are insurance companies still allowing and and still covering these properties if within the next generation, a lot of this beachfront property is going to be underwater? 
Well, they'll look at it and they'll say two things. One, risk assessment. So how much you know risk are you really taking? And I don't know how much the people involved in those financial decisions are looking at the science, but my guess is that um, you know they're not alarmists that they don't and and I think a lot of this is alarmist I, I don't think we're gonna have to worry about you know the seas the uh, the coast falling off into the sea within the next 20 years so I think right. that there's there's probably you know some degree of 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 just taking a look at the way the wind's blowing in terms of the risk assessment but then the other part of it too is people are still willing to go out and buy those properties so even right. if they so even if they do end up losing the say say the house falls off into the ocean in thirty years the bank still collected thirty years worth of payments and 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 interest on it which is still probably a win for them. No, I, no, I agree absolutely. In, in thirty years, well, what happens if it happens in twenty five? They still lose all that collateral. Yeah, I mean, I think it's again risk assessment. You're taking a look at it and saying like, does it does it make sense to to do this? And I think listen, if if people really felt like that was the case, like we were really in imminent doom, would they be having right. children? You know, would they would they be, right. you know, saving for retirement? I mean, I think people generally accept the idea that it is something that is going to happen, that it's not as bad as, as some corners of science have tried to make it out to be, but that you're right. You know, we, there are things that we're doing that are making it worse that we could pull back right. on. Yeah, that, that, that was my, my thing this morning. I was just getting ready, getting ready to get in and I, these random thoughts come in my head sometimes. And I, I think, you know, way too much into some of the economics of a lot of different things. And I'm like, well, you know, it doesn't make sense that these companies are, are issuing 20 and 30 year mortgages. If our very politicians are saying, you know, in the next 20 years, we're going to be underwater because they've been saying that since the early 2000s, since Al Gore started his whole thing, Al Gore, See, the, the problem I have with Al Gore is very simple. He's a politician acting like he's a scientist. And he's pushing science to possibly enrich himself. I don't even know his, his motives. But the, the reality is, is I don't get my economic information from politicians the same way I don't get my science information from politicians. Yeah, there's but probably scientists Al looking at what he's saying and saying, oh, you know, you're, you're, you're pushing a little too hard there, Al. But you know what? It still benefits us because now we're getting more research money out of it. Right, exactly. And, and in regards to America and, and our policies, we are probably one of the cleanest countries in the world in, in comparison to some of your third world countries and especially China, uh, who have exaggerately, I don't even know if that's a word, uh, polluted their air and added a significant amount of CO2. Um, you know, I think we could actually put a halt on our progress and on what we're doing. You know, and with in regards to our regulations and in regards to our taxes, uh, to stop our our addition to global warming, we could stop where we are, not retract, but stop where we are, and allow the rest of the world to catch up. We don't have to continuously add on more regulations and more climate initiatives. I think if we stop where we are and allow the rest of the third world, like China and India, to catch up to us, I think we'd be in a better place. All right. Well, I'm going to hold you there. Thank you for the call. All right, Tim. Have take a good care. day. And uh, let's squeeze in another call here before we have to take another break. Because what I did is I, I reset all the computer to start the show over. So I got to take all the breaks, even if you heard some of those spots already. Uh, let's go here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Oh, hello? All right. I guess the person isn't there. We will uh, we will take that break right now. Then be back in a few moments.
Welcome back in. 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning. There you are. Uh, I was wondering if you know why the uh, United States is still buying the oil up from Russia. I don't know. $16 billion worth? I don't know. Maybe you can call a congressman and find out why. Uh, you know, Chris has Congressman Keating on quite uh, quite often, and he is the chair of the uh, foreign relations. You know what? I think I will ask Chris if he can reach out to uh, Congressman Keating and get a direct answer. Yeah, because Russia's sending oil to India. They're refining that. And then uh, U.S. is buying it for $16 billion dollars. I wonder how the people in Ukraine feel about that. Well, and as you know, um, Congressman Keating is no fan of the way that uh, that Russia has been acting. So I'm sure, you know, he'll give Chris a straight up and an honest answer. When can you call him? Well, Chris, Chris will be in later on this later on this morning. He comes on at 9 a.m. So I won't see him until then. OK, thank you. All right. You have a good day. And and you know what? And if I forget, because a lot will happen between now and, and 9 a.m., uh, and sometimes things go out of my brain, but I'm going to write it down and uh, pass it on to Chris. But you can also try giving him a call, too, because he might, he might have a better answer for you. But he could certainly pose that question to Congressman Keating. I know that they, um, they have, you know, a line of communication. So, uh, and really, any time that you have questions like that don't hesitate to call your congressperson either um granted you know i understand having them on the radio might get you more direct answers to your questions and calling their office or emailing them and having it go to their staff and waiting for somebody from their staff to get back to you but don't hesitate to reach out to them either because they like hearing from the constituents they like hearing what your concerns are so even if we ask you know that's that's the media asking it means something when you the citizens ask too so when you are the ones that are reaching out and asking them, and I know people will say all the time, oh, it falls on deaf ears. They don't pay attention. They don't care what we think. Um, I would say at least that in my experiences with Congressman Keating, whether you like his, his, uh, his ideology or you don't, he does listen to what people are saying. He's aware of what people are saying, and he does take that to heart. So I think that if you did reach out to his office yourself, um, that would also be beneficial for you. But obviously, you know, if you want to find out more direct answers, um, you can always reach out when he's here or when he calls in. So I will write that down uh, in the break that I'm about to take and I will leave it here for Chris to try to find out. All right, I do have to take that break. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right, we are going to be going into the news in just a few moments. Before I do that, though, I want to say, did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Well, that's probably because you're not sleeping on a whirly bed. Because with a whirly bed, there is no wrong side of the bed. It's a beautiful, comfortable, perfect night's sleep. Why? Because they spend the time to sit there with you and figure out exactly what it is that you need to get out of your mattress, out of your bed, out of what you're adding to them in your bedroom. They have it all at Whirly Beds Factory Outlet. It's right there on Pope's Island in New Bedford. When you walk in, you can check out all of their different mattress types. You can actually go in the back and see how they make them if you want. They're making them right here 
made in the USA, made in New Bedford. That's quality that you can actually see being put into play. And as I said, Patrick and Martha and the team will work with you to get you the exact right mattress to get you your best night's sleep. That's the kind of uh, service that you really can't get in some of these other mattress places where they're just trying to get you to buy whatever the, the one they're pushing that day is. At Worley, nope, they want to make sure that it is the right one for you. And they've been doing it for a long time. People trust them. People go back to them again and again and again. But the good thing is about a Worley bed, you're not going to be back there in a year or two like you are with some of these other beds. Order one of those bed-in-the-boxes online. I did that. Didn't work out at all. You got to go down to Worley Beds and have them help you tailor it to the way that you sleep and get you that. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.